Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is one of the most important exposés since the beginning of Israel's onslaught against Gaza, which has already wiped out about 1% of the population in the space of two months. Now, there's some apologists for Israel's onslaught who are frankly insulting everyone's intelligence. They're pretending that this onslaught attempts to spare civilians from being killed. As Israel's onslaughts renewed, it's now estimated by the independent NGO, Euromed Human Rights Monitor, that around 20,000 civilians have been killed, and the large majority of those are women and children. The figure given from Gaza's administration is a few thousand lower than that, over 15,000 killed. But that's an underestimate because, as they say themselves, thousands of dead bodies are under rubble and have not been retrieved and are not part of the final number. Now, their own figure is routinely disputed because these come from the Hamas-run administration, which on the surface of it is a totally reasonable objection, except their figures from previous conflicts have always been validated afterwards by both Israel and the United Nations. Biden has, according to the Washington Post, privately apologised for publicly doubting the figures, and indeed they tally with Israel's own private estimates. Out of this figure, the Israeli army privately estimates that they have killed between 1,000 and 3,000 armed militants, a small fraction of Hamas's overall armed strength, itself underlining that the vast majority of those killed are innocent civilians. Now, US Secretary of State Antony Blinken says, Israel has one of the most sophisticated militaries in the world. It is capable of neutralising the threat posed by Hamas while minimising harm to innocent men, women and children. A detailed investigation by Israeli publications, plus 972 magazine and local call, has blown apart the already absurd idea that Israel's onslaught seeks to spare civilian lives. They write that the Israeli army's expanded authorization for bombing non-military targets, the loosening of constraints regarding expected civilian casualties, and the use of an artificial intelligence system to generate more potential targets than ever before, appear to have contributed, as they say, to the destructive nature of the initial stages of Israel's war on the Gaza Strip. It's important to note that this investigation by these Israeli publications isn't based on speculation. It's so credible because it's based on those working at the very heart of Israel's military intelligence. They say it's based on conversations with seven current and former members of Israel's intelligence community, including military intelligence and Air Force personnel involved in operations, Palestinian testimonies, data and documentation from Gaza and official statements by the IDF, spokespeople and other Israeli state institutions. In this current war, the Israeli army is expanding its bombing of targets which are clearly not distinctly military in nature. What does that mean? It means private residences as well as public buildings, infrastructure and high-rise blocks which sources tell those Israeli publications that the army defines as power targets. The bombing of power targets according to the intelligence sources they spoke to say who have first-hand experience with this application in Gaza I should say is, and I quote, mainly intended to harm Palestinian civil society, to create a shock that, among other things, will reverberate powerfully and lead civilians to put pressure on Hamas, as the source put it to them. The sources tell 
the Israeli media outlets that the army has files on the vast majority of potential targets in Gaza. They calculate the number of civilians likely to be killed in an attack on a particular target, so the number is calculated and known in advance to the army's intelligence unit, and it's also known shortly before carrying out an attack roughly how many civilians are certain to be killed. Now, listen to this key point. In one case discussed by these sources, the Israeli military command knowingly approved the killing of hundreds of Palestinian civilians in an attempt to assassinate one single top Hamas military commander. The numbers increased from dozens of civilian deaths, uh, which are permitted as collateral damage, as part of an attack on a senior official in previous operations, to hundreds of civilian deaths as collateral damage, as the source puts it. Listen to, to this. Nothing happens by accident, another source told them. When a three-year-old girl is killed in a home in Gaza, it's because someone in the army decided it wasn't a big deal for her to be killed, that it was a price worth paying in order to hit another target. We're not Hamas. These are not random rockets. Everything is intentional. We know exactly how much collateral damage there is in every home. And now listen to this as well. According to the investigation, another reason for the large number of targets and the extensive harm to civilian life in Gaza is the widespread use of a system called Habzara, or in English, the gospel, which is largely built on artificial intelligence and can generate targets almost automatically at a rate which far exceeds what was previously possible. This AI system is described by a former intelligence officer in the piece, uh, saying it essentially facilitates a mass assassination factory. AI-based systems like this allow the army to carry out strikes on homes where there might just be one single Hamas member, and including those who are junior Hamas operatives, but also wiping out their entire families, potentially. According to testimonies um, of those uh, Palestinians who have faced attacks since 7th of October, the army has also attacked many private residences where there's no known or apparent member of Hamas or any other military group in place. Such strikes, the source say, can knowingly kill entire families as they do so. In the majority of cases, there's no military activity taking place in those harms that are targeted, and the source makes an obvious point. This would be like Palestinian militants bombing the private homes of Israeli soldiers, killing the whole families with them. The human consequences, so far, over 300 Palestinian families have lost 10 or more family members. That is a horrifying insight into the consequences of a policy which in practical terms means mass slaughter. Another key point, there's different categories of targets which are identified. One is known as family homes or operative homes. The others are known as power targets. We're talking high-rise blocks, residential towers in the hearts of cities, and public buildings like universities, uh, for example, banks, government offices. These targets are hit according to three different intelligence sources, those involved in planning or conducting strikes on these targets, and, as one source puts it, that a deliberate attack on Palestinian society will exert civil pressure on Hamas. So if there's a high-rise building with half a floor that can be attributed to Hamas, and that um, is... is uh, a point where operatives meet, as the sources put it, that is enough grounds to bomb that entire building. Now, the source then goes on to tell the Israeli publications that if they would tell the whole world that the Islamic Jihad officers on the 10th floor are not important as a target, but that its existence is a justification to bring down the entire high-rise with the aim of pressuring civilians' families who live in it in order to put pressure on terrorist organisations, this would itself be seen as terrorism. So they do not say it. But of course, we can say it. That is terrorism. Now, while army protocols used to dictate that those power targets would only be hit when residents weren't there, that it was empty, the evidence suggests that at least some of these targets have been hit with no prior notice whatsoever. 
The result, entire families wiped from the face of the earth. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. As the sources put it, Hamas is everywhere. Any building could be construed as having something linked to Hamas in it. And therefore, you can't claim any, you can claim, sorry, any high-rise building is a legitimate target. So as another source puts it, the perception is that it really hurts Hamas when high-rise buildings are taken down because it creates a public reaction in the Gaza Strip and scares the population. They wanted to give the citizens of Gaza the feeling that Hamas is not in control of the situation. Sometimes they topple buildings and sometimes postal service and government buildings. It notes that the so-called Daher doctrine from the Second Lebanon War dictates that in a war against guerrilla targets such as Hamas and Hezbollah, Israel must use disproportionate and overwhelming force while targeting civilian and government infrastructure for deterrence purposes and force civilian populations to pressure groups to end their attacks. I don't normally quote at such length and extensively from a publication like this, but it is so important that we go into detail about these corroborated allegations. And, well, I think they're clearly more than allegations. The Guardian has now itself corroborated these claims, and they've added in their own details. They point out that the IDF previously hadn't targeted the homes of junior Hamas members for bombings, with houses targeted now regardless of rank, meaning Hamas members who don't really mean anything, inconsequential rank-and-file members, have their homes bombed, potentially with everybody there, including kids, killed. Now, claims there was accurate targeting are disputed by photographic evidence showing the widespread flattening of an urban area with heavy explosive weapons. What's underlined here is that Israel is committing grave war crimes. There should never have been any doubt about that. If you're recklessly dropping bombs, knowing the inevitable consequence is a necessary, avoidable mass civilian deaths, you are committing grave war crimes. These findings, in fact, are consistent with what one Israeli army spokesperson said at the very beginning of this horror show, that Israel was targeting based on damage and not on accuracy. Now, the US themselves are deeply complicit with these crimes committed by Israel. They're not only providing Israel the arms necessary to engage in this mass slaughter. According to the Wall Street Journal, they provided Israel with large buster bunker bombs. These bunker bombs are killing huge numbers of civilians. It goes further than that. The Israeli authorities have declared that with the ceasefire over, they've stopped humanitarian aid going into Gaza in the amounts agreed under the previous ceasefire agreement, which has now, of course, ended catastrophically. As Professor of International Law Tom Dannenbaum puts it, this appears to be an admission that aid delivery has stopped not as a collateral effect of a new fighting, but because Israeli officials have decided to prevent it. This again implicates the war crime of starvation of civilians as a method 
of warfare. Indeed, as UNICEF notes, the humanitarian situation in Gaza is so perilous that anything other than sustained peace and at scale emergency aid will mean catastrophe for the children of Gaza. According to the United Nations, Gaza is once again the most dangerous place on earth to be a child. Here's another chilling and absolutely fundamental point. According to the Israeli press, Benjamin Netanyahu has ordered his Minister of Strategic Planning and a very close aide of his to explore ways to, and this is a direct quote, thin out the Gazan population. That doesn't just mean pushing them through the Rafa crossing into Egypt. The English translation of the report adds, the sea is also open to Gazans. At its will, Israel opens the sea crossing and enables a mass escape to European and African countries. Indeed, it's also reported in the Israeli press that a plan is circulating in Congress to support the so-called resettlement of Gazans using aid as leverage. That means a total of 2 million Gazans, the vast majority of the population, being kicked out to Egypt, Turkey, Iraq and Yemen. Let's be clear about what that is. Ethnic cleansing on a colossal scale, enforced by murderous policies intended to make the conditions of life impossible. Now, the current atmosphere in Israeli society makes all of this possible. Avigador Lieberman, the former Minister of Finance, Defence and Foreign Affairs, publicly declares there are no innocents in Gaza. Genocidal language. The Finance Minister has declared there are 2 million Nazis in the West Bank. Again, genocidal language, because branding a civilian population Nazis justifies the most extreme actions against them. The current number one in the music charts in Israel is called Chaba Dabu, and it describes Palestinians as the rats and sons of Amalek. The exact lyrics, we've brought the entire army against you and we swear there won't be any forgiveness, sons of Amalek. Bit of context, the other week, Benjamin Netanyahu, in a message to the Israeli civilian and military population, quoted from the Bible the story of how the nation of Amalek attacked the Israelites and God commanded them in response to kill all men, women, children and livestock genocidal language. The song also calls for the military to kill the terrorists, as it puts it, Bella Hadid, Dua Lipa and Mia Khalifa. If you're wondering why, for example, the pop star Dua Lipa is being targeted, it's because she made the criminal offence of calling for a ceasefire. Now, this is why, as well as genocide and Holocaust scholars who've described the onslaught against Gaza as genocide, and that includes the Israeli-American scholar Raz Sigal, who I've personally interviewed, check out the video that I did with him, we should listen to what President Lula of Brazil has said as well. What is going on at the Gaza Strip is not a traditional war of those that we see on films that we learned and read about. What we see is genocide going on, killing thousands and thousands of children that has nothing to do with that, women that have nothing to do with that, and destroying the things that took years to be built. Now, just a final point. I don't want to harp on about this too much. I, uh, I'm aware that I'm under severe attack at the moment, and I know my critics want to make this all about me rather than Gaza. And they're trying to deflect from their support for Israel's mass slaughter of Gaza. They have a clear strategy. Those who oppose the mass slaughter are the real hateful, dangerous extremists rather than those who support this horrendous mass slaughter. So I'll respond in due course within that framework and I'll keep using my platform as best as I can to encourage awareness of what's happening to Gaza with the active support of our governments and most of the media. To be clear though, I'm not going to be intimidated, harassed or bullied into silence and I'm going to keep using my platform to challenge this crime or historic proportions to the very end. And I hope that message is understood very loud and clear. Please like and subscribe. Do keep the show on the road. 
on patreon.com forward slash owenjones84 and share the video and speak to you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.